Uh, Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 323, Feb 14, 2020. 50 degrees was the high on this day in 1882. They would have had a very pleasant Valentine's Day back mm-hmm. in 1882. Oh, that's right. It's Valentine's 25 Day. 25 below in 1875. And remember, the first 60 of the year shows up in Minnesota tomorrow. It was 63 degrees oh. uh, on Feb 15, 1921. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. Happy Valentine's Day. I got the CP a card. I, uh, I don't spend a lot of time uh, looking for cards. Uh, so this one was basically the first one I picked up, and, and it's entirely in Spanish. So I have no idea, I have no idea what it says. But, well, you know, it might even say happy birthday. I have no idea. The heart knows no language. It, it just knows. Oh. Well, this had nothing to do with the heart. This had to do with expediency. Ah, okay. Get nothing there. to do with what the heart. What did you look for? Was it color? Hey, this is red. It just, Let's it go It popped here. out at me. Like, and I thought, what the hell? She won't know. Let's go here. And I just okay. said, oh, yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. What he said. That's what that card says. Feliz Valentino oh. or something like that. Huh? I have to get something important, boys. Something important. And it's a function of living the closer you get to the country's tallest cities. As a marvelous example here of a very perverted ideology that continues to be sold by the left. This was on the front page of today's Pioneer Press. An extraordinary story. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter called on community members Thursday to submit ideas about designing the city to be safer by making public spaces more visible and welcoming. Officials allocated $1 million toward capital improvement budget projects that include crime prevention through environmental design. I think we all know logically that when there's people somewhere or when the sight lines are open, when boundaries are clearly defined, it limits the opportunity for people to act out in ways that can be harmful or illegal. And that's our goal, Carter said. What we said from the beginning is that this has to be about reducing the opportunities for crime to happen in our community in the first place, and that's an area where this concept is huge. No, it isn't, Melvin. It it might be huge with those of you in the salon, but this is another example of the soft bigotry of low expectations. You absolutely refuse to hold individuals responsible for their own behavior to the point where you are now saying, if we could only redesign some public spaces, maybe that will help. No, it will not. This is utter nonsense. It's a it's a perverted ideology. And I've been telling black America for 10 years, will you please start telling the left to quit doing you favors? Because let's cut to the chase here. We're talking about crimes committed most essentially, by people of color, young gang shooters Mm -hmm. in St. Paul who are terrorizing light rail and otherwise causing disturbances everywhere. And we have gone out of our way to not hold them responsible. And has that worked? No. No. Don't hold. Don't. You don't have to pay a fare on the light rail line. You don't have to pay a, a, a fee to return your library book or the CD you, you took from the library. And and uh, if you act up, uh, we'll certainly blame the police before we'll, we'll blame you. And now, if only we could redesign our public spaces. This is an utter, utter absurdity. This is an absurdity. And there's nothing. He used the word logical. There's nothing logical about this. It's a perversion of of. It's a perversion of the human dynamic, which is to be responsible for your own behavior. And this has been taken now to the extreme of if only our streetlights were a different design. Softer lighting will calm everybody. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're pointing this out, and you're full of common sense on this. Yes, I am. Who is going to present this to to, to the mayor and say, Mayor, this is... You're, this is the uh, emperor's wearing no clothes. No one. The the uh, city is governed by Mysterians. The uh, city's political machinery has been 
surrendered to leftists and mysterians, no different than Minneapolis, pretty much no different than the closer you get to any of the country's tallest buildings. Mm. Uh, This is just an extraordinary yet additional example, though, of this perverted ideology where you are not expected to behave. Not to mention. You are less than. Not to mention, Joe. The very one of the very first things that you said in that story, counting on the public's help, mm-hmm. something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy who has appointed twenty cabinet members right. to help him run the city, and that's still not enough. He's got to go to the public class for help. Mm-hmm. He's clueless. The crime prevention through environmental design approach focuses on designing buildings and public spaces to help discourage criminal activity. That's that's not possible. Uh, no. What would that's okay, not possible? What would discourage criminal activity in in garage logic in the world? What would cause a criminal to pause and uh, say, "I shouldn't do this." I got uh, it. Having a healthy fear of consequences. Well, that okay. shot spotter. Yep. Okay. Yeah. It aims to make public spaces more visible. Well, if it's a public space, it's already <laughs> visible. Create natural ways to safely access outdoor spaces and buildings. This is meaningless. Create natural separation between public and private spaces and make public spaces more welcoming and accessible for all users. This is the antithesis of logic. There's nothing about that statement that can be demonstrated to make sense. What is a public space? A sidewalk? I I don't know how you make them any more agreeable. I like Uh, real uh, platform landing. (laughs) <laughs> I want you to keep that story um, when you do your taxes this year and you write that check for your uh, property tax. The Capital Improvement Budget funds the construction and maintenance of city streets. Well, it's doing a poor job there. Okay. Libraries, parks, recreation centers, and other public facilities. Information sessions about the Capital Improvement Budget process will be held Wednesday at the Hayden Heights Library and... And then they'll have one at the Rice Street Library. And people can get more information and submit their ideas at stpaulgov slash CIB. And, and the real sadness here, the real sadness is there's enough people in St. Paul that buy this. They buy yep. into it. Yep. It's just a shame. It's just a shame. It's the diminution of the human character. It's the diminution of personal responsibility, the freedom to be your own person and to behave responsibly, knowing full well that if you don't, there are consequences. What is getting eliminated? Consequences. There's no consequences for skipping the fair. And they'll pick right up on that, too. They're, no, they're not stupid. There are no consequences for failing to return your library book. There's no, con- there's no uh, consequences, apparently, when you assault someone. We now have stretched it to the point where somehow he has found a way to spend an an initial million dollars, probably have to hire a couple more people to expand the cabinet, and all for nothing, to quote the final album by The Replacements. (laughs) All for nothing. This is a great sadness to me. Uh, I, I grew up in St. Paul. I love St. Paul. I am I am watching. I get to use the word literally because I don't use it that much. I am literally seeing it disappear. I'm literally seeing it going underwater. The city's getting nibbled to death. It's just getting nibbled to death. And, and all you people that think this is great, the only conclusion I can reach about you is that you're really not invested. You don't pay much. Uh, you don't care. Uh, you're not paying attention. You, uh, or even worse, you you think this is smart. Uh, That's the part that worries me. Mm-hmm. It seems like a lot of younger people sway that way without really thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way, for lack of a better term. Well, you sure as hell buzz killed my day today. I was all set to have some <laughs> Val- fun. And Valentine's Day. I'm familiar day. with what the day is. You Valentine's bring this Day. St. Paul stuff, and it's very serious. It's supposed to it be. It needs to a get out, though. Atmosphere. It needs to get out. This is what GLers are pushing back against in this world, in this country. We are pushing a back back against ideological perversion that is stripping people of their legitimacy to be their own individual. It's being taken from them. Black parents, will you rise up? 
Well, you demand that the left quit doing you favors. They are saying of your children, these children are less than. We don't expect anything from them. But we'll spice up a park because maybe that will help. (laughs) Are you out of your minds? Yes, they are. You are. This is insanity. This is insanity. Well, the def it, it quite it, it meets the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. Mm-hmm. That's what this is. The, the thing that they're doing over and over again is dreaming up new ways to take the individual responsibility out of the equation. Well, yeah, and it doesn't fun. work. Oh. Does he mention in their family at all? Does no, he, no, no, no family. No. Wow, because that's that's where it starts and that's where it ends as well, and it's unfortunate. That so many kids are troubled and are and are having these behavior problems because they don't have the role models that they should. Let's go to Seattle, where you can get close to the country's oh, sure. uh, tallest buildings. Apparently, uh, uh, Reavers got wind of this. I'm aware of this story. It's made uh, it's made quite it's quite made quite an impact on a variety of shows mm-hmm. uh, throughout the country. And apparently, what developed is that at a Seattle City Council meeting. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, a Seattle City Council meeting division of Land Use and Neighborhoods Committee. Seattle's coming up a lot on this show recently. Well, that's... there some problems. There is ruined as there is on the, on the, the path to ruination as, as any other country, as any other city, the closer you get to the mm-hmm. country's tallest buildings. And apparently what you had was a group of activists who are very concerned that uh, Seattle is losing trees... Most principally to developers who have probably been ordered by the salon mm-hmm. to build low-income housing. Sure. Uh, and yet, uh, so these people came in. It's a woman named Suzanne Grant. And she came in and sang a song. And she was flanked <laughs> by tree rights activists, including a woman who was dressed as a tree. Yeah, she's got the whole deal going. <laughs> right. Dressed as Pay a tree. Pay no mind to that tree. Now, I haven't heard the uh, audio. Oh, oh yeah. you haven't? Oh, oh. I, I, well, I, not today I haven't. I haven't. I don't know if it's, is it quality? I mean, sound. There's an unwelcome sight in the neighborhood. Oh, yeah. A developer is being greedy. There's a hole in the sky where a tree once stood. Such a lack of life and sound. All that's left is bare, muddy ground. A magnificent tree was murdered. The mighty dollar cut it down. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Stand up. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Laws protect exceptional trees, but the city grants exemptions to these. Instead, they reward the developer's greed and sanction the murderer's deeds. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Blow this thing up. There's a hole. In the sky where, where the, the tree, tree once was, somebody's, somebody's making money. money. No more leaves shimmering with golden lights. Brooke, no more gentle here. shedding of rains. God, help more me. tulip Turn blossoms rustling in the wind. Off. Now nothing <laughs> remains. Turn her off. In the sky where the tree once was, somebody's making money. It's a shame that I don't have my explosion sound. <laughs> where is it now? Somebody's Shut this lady up. She's driving me crazy. <laughs> I'm going to need a couple. Uh, give me a couple minutes to work on this, okay? There's a hole oh, in help the me, sky Chris. where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. She's got a theme problem with her song, by the way. There's no rhyming. She doesn't really have very good flow. How you doing over there, Joe? Oh. You know what? I could turn this into an MP3 for you, and then I can uh, download it to your phone. It could be your new ringtone. That's that's fine. You sure? That's that's good. I. uh... You can have it for when the CP gives you a buzz. But think (laughs) think of the uh, think of the irony here. What was that? That was a video game. We're looking at new explosions. The the irony here in the windmilling is let's 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 link this Seattle nonsense back to the St. Paul nonsense. uh, trees, uh, you would think, are important to public spaces, public sure. gathering spots, Certainly. and they're routinely torn down. Right now in St. Paul, I got an email from a fellow. I haven't had a chance to go look for myself, but Johnson Parkway from about uh, Mounds Park to, uh, I don't know, maybe all the way up to uh, Lake Phelan mm-hmm. apparently is undergoing some 
work to create a new trail. You have to have trails. And they're just chopping all the trees down. Well, that, that seems to be a, a blow to a public welcoming space. But these people, don't, they don't know what the left hand is doing with the right hand or whatever that saying is. I don't know how that saying goes. I think it was pay attention to the nice hand, not <laughs> no, the naughty one. No, no I actually, I think I have it right here. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Uh, a hole in the sky. Where the tree once was. That doesn't even make sense. <laughs> right. You have, GLers, we've, I think we've all retweeted it. You have to watch the video while she's singing. She's getting angry at the rest of the people in the crowd because they're not standing up. So she keeps motioning. Maybe they don't know the song. Get up! Yeah, and get up! She yells for them to stand up like she's Mick Jagger. Right! Stand up! Is she prematurely gray hair? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. She very fits the description. So. Yeah. Very much yeah. so. Yeah. You want me to bump back with that one? No. Oh, no, you sure? No, okay. No. There's a whole lot of trade. The Greta Thunberg mural controversy Continues. is not over. A former Fargo City commissioner said Thursday he is spearheading plans to bring a mural honoring Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg to Fargo. Oh. After an arrangement by the artist to hang the outdoor image in Bismarck, uh, got an unfavorable reception. Uh, Shane Balkowicz, who's getting a lot of publicity, isn't he, uh, had planned to put a seven-foot-tall mural of Thunberg on the brick exterior of a Bismarck bakery, but scrapped the idea after social media uh, threats against the bakery. And Mike Williams, who served three terms on the Fargo City Commission, said he has received permission from a downtown Fargo business owner to put the mural in an alley. <laughs> Where other artwork is on display. I'm seeing the band in Animal House at the Dead End Alley. Right. William a, said he told Belkovich to print the panels. That's a very big thing. I, Bismarck has a full alley full of murals. It's actually kind of cool. They're kind of desperate up there, it, aren't well, they? No. It doesn't sound right, though. I mean, in an alley? It's, it's an alley, yeah. It's, okay. It's, I wonder why this has never been brought up. Uh, the photo of Thunberg is taken uh, in an antique way. It's a very nifty yeah, photographic that's what process. Yeah, yeah. But it captures her uh, looking into the distance on the southern North Dakota reservation. Uh, why hasn't this been called cultural appropriation? Hmm. Well, she's she's been made an honorary member, I think, did, wasn't she, of the tribe, I believe. She was well, invited by... Somebody from the tribe. Well, God knows if if one of us had our picture taken by this guy, uh, and we we are assuming some of the uh, the clothing that we might have imagined that Native Americans wore a hundred. 200 years ago, right. mm-hmm. wouldn't that be cultural appropriation? It certainly would be in the failed academy. I think so. I think we would be taken to task if we did that. Well, what are you going to do? They also, uh, unfortunately, in Bismarck, vandalized another mural that he had done last night. I saw that this morning. In Bismarck? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm not advocating any uh, no, no, vandalism. Nobody I, I just think you're silly to put a picture up of this, this uh, young gal. Why don't we take a break, please? Alex from Woodbury writes, Kenny, I stopped into DK Mags over the weekend. Turns out New Brighton isn't that far away. I honestly had no idea if it was 15 minutes or an hour. Maybe some rough coordinates could help in future ads. It really isn't that far away. You know what? I I have to admit, Alex is right. DK Mags is in New Brighton on 443 Old Highway 8 Northwest. That's west of 35W and south of 694. I use the county D exit from W to get over to Old 8. The uh, the letter continues. Alex continues. I never would have visited if it weren't for them supporting GL, and boy, am I glad I did. Two things stood out from my visit. First, uh, they told I told them that I wouldn't be buying anything that day. I was just snooping and learning. They thanked me for stopping by. They were very uh, patient. Again, I have to say, this is typical of our guys at DK Mags, always ready to help and always ready to answer questions. No attitude ever. Alex continues with number two. I'm new to firearms. I found two flavors of gun shops. The most common flavor is a gun counter filled with dum-dums. They have zero opinions and no knowledge. The other common flavor is a gun counter filled with guys so stuck in Glock or another brand that their opinions are pushy and they basically make it useless. The DK Mags had knowledge and opinions on every firearm, and they offered up which opinion uh, opinions on which guns would be the safest option for somebody new to firearms. 
I just have to say uh, thank you very much, Alex, for your letter. Thank you for supporting Garage Logic and DK Mags. And when you stop in, be sure to mention you're a GLer. If even if you don't buy anything, you'll get a lovely parting gift. Monticello Pawn and Gun in Monticello and DKMags.com in New Brighton. And now, a man who has never had a relationship with a tree, Joe Souchere. I want to say something interesting about President Trump. He is going to give the command for the drivers to start their engines at the Daytona 500. Cool. I have some deep thoughts about this. You're still going to be serious now? Yeah, this is... (laughs) No, no, this is... This is a, I think I can do some interesting linking. Daytona International Speedway officials named Trump the Grand Marshal for NASCAR's season opener, meaning he will deliver the most famous four words in auto racing. Gentlemen, start your engines. That's been a staple of races around the country and world for decades. White House spokesman Judd Deere said Thursday the, president's plans to att- the president plans to attend the race. Track President Chip Weil confirmed the news. Uh, says Dayton Inter- uh, Daytona International Speedway has been privileged to have hosted several sitting presidents, presidents of the United States over our history. We're honored that the president of the United States has chosen to experience the pageantry and excitement of the great American race. Trump is the third sitting president to attend a race at Daytona, but only the second to attend the Daytona 500. George W. attended in 04. Trump is the first to be given the honorary role in pre-race ceremonies. Uh, it's been that long since a sitting president has... Is that this weekend, by the way? Please verify it's the Daytona 500. Yeah, I believe weekend. it's this Because yeah. he's yeah. spending uh, President's Day weekend at his, his resort in, in Palm Beach. Uh, this goes on to say that uh, uh, Federal Aviation Administration has issued a flight restriction for Sunday in the U.S. Secret Service, which is responsible for presidential security. Also tweeted to fans that drones are prohibited within 30 miles of the race in Daytona Beach. That's a restriction put in place for presidential visits. Here's why I think this is important. Mm. The left has positioned themselves ideologically to to have to be opposed to something like the Daytona yeah, 500. You're right. Yes. Yeah, right? Yeah. There's there's no way in the world that Bernie could go oh, to the Daytona no. 500. Right. No. Or or Elizabeth Warren. No, maybe Biden might because he's kind of a goofball. Yeah, uh, maybe Klobuchar might. It would uh, be more in their wheelhouse. Yeah, it but would not but be your Bernie's. real hardcore yeah. mysterians like Warren and Sanders, uh, they've distanced themselves from fossil fuels, the automobile. They've distanced themselves from American pageantry. They 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 would this would be beneath them. This isn't elite enough for them. They right. might decline. This it, is normal people who love to show up in Daytona Beach and watch a race. And the and the president, whether he knows that or not, is doing the right thing. He's doing the right thing. He's acknowledging American convention, well, tradition, to, and pageantry. Why do you have to qualify it like that? What do you mean? Whether or not he knows it. Well, because I I, I, I don't think he's a deep thinker. I don't think he's thinking, you know what, I know Bernie I'm wouldn't. i to help you. Oh, no, I, I don't think he's thinking, I'm going to do this because my opponents wouldn't. I, I'm, oh, I'm I giving him some saying. credit. Okay. I think he's doing this because he thinks it's a perfectly natural thing for him to do yeah. as president. You, I didn't need your help. Well, if I no. need your help, I'll ask you. No, I'm not. <laughs> you need help? I, I, uh, I just enjoy the, the idea that, that he finds this an entirely, an entirely agreeable American event. And that he would not turn his back on such a thing. Mm-hmm. And whereas I, there's no way, as I say, that Bernie or Warren would even dare show up there. No. Right. Because, because it would be appalling to their constituencies. That's the, the Daytona 500 represents wealth. Uh, it represents fossil fuels. It represents speed. It represents achievement. It represents competition. Uh, plus, not to mention, too many of the drivers will be white. Uh, too many will not be diverse enough. Right. Yeah. Too many will be <laughs> male. Uh, so they would, they could not possibly. And, and what that does is it continues to, well, it, it it continues to distance them from the country or from half the country, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So that was my uh, shout out to the Trumper today. All right. And uh, what I'd also like to see him do is you don't have to wear a tie that day, Don. Let your hair down a little bit. Nixon was less formal than Trump. Every once in a while, you'd see Dick in the bowling alley without his tie on. But I I think President Trump looks out of awkward if he's got a. Polo shirt on and the and the the hat on, like when he plays when golf. He plays he's a golf. bad hat. Wearer. He doesn't. He doesn't. Got a bad hat. Hit. He doesn't yeah. wear clothes well. Yeah. He's got a bad hat. Hit. Yeah. 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 He has a, a funny body sometimes, looking when he's not wearing a suit. Yes. Well, he's a bigger mean, guy. I don't mean that mean. I just right. mean, that was John. Well, he's a big. Jay no, but he's a, he is a bulky human being. <laughs> he's a bulky, yeah. bulky, bulky. Good word. Bulky is a good word. Bulky human being. But he's doing the right thing. Speaking of bulky human beings, let me repeat this. I know one that I wanted to play today. When Joe wants your help, Chris. <laughs> Most Americans do not have a problem with the Daytona 500. No. That's, maybe I'm going out on a limb. Maybe there are many that do. But I would say most do not. In fact, I know a gigantic lefty who loves auto racing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah right, I guess righties and lefties, I've, I've yeah. never right. noticed. No. A... But, but these precious Mysterians have painted themselves into a corner where they can't even acknowledge the grandeur of something like the Daytona 500. That's true. Right. So that that was my only reason for bringing that up. I thought he, I think it's great that he's going to be there. Have you ever covered one, by the way? Uh, I have not. I've never covered. I've covered uh, Kentucky Derby. <clears throat> I never covered an Indy 500 or a Daytona 500. That shocks me because yeah. you love automobile. I mean, that's your yeah, deal. Yeah, I don't know why I never that never uh, broke into place. I have no idea. Is this traditionally held on Valentine's Day weekend? Uh, no, I, I I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It it's is, usually it's Valentine's I'll, Day, isn't it? I always just remember it shortly after the oh. Super Bowl. I don't know why. I don't why. need your help. I got you. You got her. Yeah. A lot, <laughs> of, pe- a lot of people don't yeah, need February help. Yeah, February 14th. I don't need any help either, just so you guys do you, know. Do you have a, uh, did you, uh, are you doing something special? I know what you're doing. I know what you're doing to me. I know what you're doing. It's really bugging the hell are out of me. Are you doing something special? You're doing for... some kind of mind trick where no, I'm not. You're, I'm not. you are... You're accepting the fact that it's going to be played 30 times, and you know what? I'm not going to give it to no, you. No, I'm not. I'm going to pick my spot. Because I said so no. It's special. No, you're trying. You're to doing pre- a. You're Jedi mind tricking me, and it's. Are you Are you doing something special for no, um, Valentine's Day? Uh, yes, I stopped at Kagan Case and I bought some special noodles, and for <laughs> Valentine's Day, and I bought some white truffle oil, and I will prepare that tonight. I stopped by Just Truffles and picked up a couple of truffles for my bride. Was this all for Valentine's Day? Uh, yeah, February 14th. See, I, this is what you're doing. and I'm, Folks, I'm not doing it. I'm winning because you know why? You're not winning. I'm in his head. You're, no, I'm, no. It's no. A, it's you're a, not in my head. Double, I'm in your head. No, this is a double. I got in there and I set up a lawn chair. <laughs> this, is, this is like a double spy agent. So I'm in your head. You're not in my head. So you're not going to get it right now. Let's come back with John Height, please. Yeah, on this Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Valentine. What the hell? The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. There's a hole in the sky. Did you want to hear that again? No, I don't. You sure? I'm... Why would there be you a hole take... in the sky? Well, because the tree used to be there to block the, the sun, yeah. and now it's gone, you see. Here's John Height. <laughs> I don't get it either. Thanks, Joe. I, a sports <laughs> note to kick off the news. Wild... <laughs> Wild coach Bruce Boudreau. Bruce Boudreau. No, no, we'll edit that out. Can't, uh, can't say it. Wild coach Bruce Boudreau, coaching in the final year of his contract, has been fired by general manager Bill Guerin. The team announced the news Friday morning about 12 hours after the Wilds' 4-3 shootout loss to the Rangers at Excel Energy Center. I'm afraid this was inevitable. Yep. And I think a good man is just paying the price for what has to happen. Because well, they're just not very good. They're not very good. Who, who are they going to replace him with that's no, better than Boudreaux? I have no idea. Right now, assistant wow. coach Dean Evason will oh, replace okay. him. Oh, okay. Hey, Dean. On an interim basis, Boudreaux was 158, 110, and 35 in his three-plus seasons with the Wild. And he coached the Central Division at the 2017 NHL All-Star Game. Let me tell you something. Uh-huh. The two highest-paid players in that team, uh-huh. in my estimation, have been a tremendous disappointment from the moment they got here. Well, they're, I, on, they're on their what fourth head coach now. Yeah, I expected more with those contracts. I'm I'm with you. Neither of them. We're talking Suter and Parisi. By no means approach being the guy. Wait a minute. So the Everson is that what you said? Everson Boudreaux. Everson. Yeah, that uh, Torta Tortellini, whatever his name was, yeah. that replaced Yo, <clears throat> and then they had Richards before that. 
Well, that that's five. Makes you wonder about the behavior of your two highest paid players, who I would imagine have some influence in who coaches the team. I if for no other yeah. reason, but then by how they play. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, and the NHL does burn through coaches yep. more than any other sport. Yep. Um, uh, and that was a bad loss last night. Yes, it was. And it shouldn't have been because uh, I, think the, I think the Rangers got a shootout goal that should have been disallowed. Yeah, you can't. You're supposed to be moving forward, and Pannonen was moving backwards. Well, he went lateral, then, yeah, went backwards. Went backwards. You can't. You and can't. they allowed that. that. That's wrong. If that goal, if that didn't happen that way, Boudreau probably still have his job right yeah, now. So if they win that game, yeah. he probably is yeah. still the coach. That's a good point. Uh, you know, I have a lot of news here. Before I get to it, can I tell? Uh, may I tell you guys a, a quick story about this morning at my house? Sure. I uh, wanted to get Rolling Stones tickets, of course, because they went on sale oh, at yeah. 10 o'clock. Oh, yeah. oh, boy, I haven't gotten mine. 10 to 10, I uh, I go, I'll sign in the Ticketmaster just to see what, what's going on. Sign in. They, now they have a queue. I didn't know this before tickets yeah. went on sale. We'll put you in queue if you want. So, boom, I go in queue. So you're almost in a waiting room, essentially. Yeah. yeah. And uh, then at 10 o'clock, everything opens up. Boom, boom, boom. Did you lose something, Joe? My Joe's paying up. rapt attention yeah, to attention. you. I'm listening, John. Did you lose something, Joe? Yeah, your attention. <laughs> I'm listening, John. Well, at 10 o'clock, everything pops up. I'm number 896 in queue. And I had to be to work because, you know, we wanted to record this. You're number 896? 896. And I thought, that's not very good, so I was going to click off. But just in 30 seconds, it went down 200 numbers. So I stayed on. I get in. I get. It took seven minutes, maybe. I get two tickets. I got them all ordered up. Aisle seat, because I got to have the aisle seat. Me too. It's a little claustrophobic. You know? yep. So get the aisle seat. I'm paying. I put my card in, everything. I click. Da, 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 waiting for it. And the thing comes up uh, that says error or something or the other. Oh, Damn, what's going on? I look over at my router. My router is offline. Oh. So, and I, I, I'm thinking to myself, did I just lose these two tickets? So I, you know, you reboot the router, yep. unplug it, plug it back in. Plug it back in. Yep. You know, it takes three minutes. Uncomfortable four, circle of thought. Three, four minutes at least. So finally I see it's back up. We're back on the internet. It's still there, and I was able to get my. Tickets. I didn't think that was much of a story. I really. Oh, he's talking about the stress the, of the uh, panic at my house. Such a great day. I, know, I had a little trouble. The panic was was. I expected the more. panic was palpable. I expected more. I don't know. I'm sorry. Would you Would you pay for fees in them Ticketmaster well, tickets, Johnny? You know that <laughs> is Ticketmaster's such a racket. It is. It's absolutely. Is there a place I can go where somebody's sitting behind a window and I say I want two tickets to the Stones? Here's my ticket money. king. Where's that? Ticket King on Washington in Minneapolis. Well, I, I know the guy who runs it. Yeah, that's well, why, you why, walk right up there, yeah. boom, you're good to go. They yeah. will, they're good guys too. Yep. They're locally owned. Mike Nowakowski. Yep. Yeah. In news, this will be more interesting, I guess, than my Rolling Stones story. I'm glad you got your tickets, though. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Uh, Governor Tim Walls and Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan joining advocates Friday during the annual Missing and Murdered Indigenous Women's March. The march is held to highlight the disproportionate rates of murder and violence experienced by Indigenous women. This past fall, the governor and lieutenant governor launched the Missing and Murder Indigenous Task Force to study the issue. Uh, thousands of Minnesotans still do not have the new real ID, which will be needed to board domestic flights in October. That would be me. So far, the Minnesota Department of Safety has been keeping Minnesotans in the loop throughout the process. Uh, with months until the deadline, people are already experiencing long lines and frustrations at the DMV when they apply for the real ID. As some have reported having to make multiple return trips. The message is this, the sooner you get one, the better. Right now, only 12% of Minnesota ID holders have signed up for the new version of the driver's license. The change will affect those who fly the most. After October 2nd, Minnesotans won't be able to fly domestically using just their Minnesota state driver's license. Instead, you will need the real ID or a passport to make it through TSA. I'm of the understanding that I don't have to bring my birth certificate if I bring my passport. That's correct. Your okay. passport supersedes all. All right. All right. If, I have a passport. That's true. And if you, it's really easy, folks. I did it. Just go online. I'm not doing it online. See, I'm going in person. No, you see. Okay. You can that's, you can save yourself a lot of time by prepping it they, online. They print out a letter for you. If you do, it takes five minutes online. They print out a letter. You walk up, hand it to them. Boom, you're done. As long as you have all your things that you're supposed to bring. It's very easy. Where, where, where do I go online? To the DMV website. Will you help me? 
<laughs> you didn't like my Rolling Stones story, yeah, yeah. so no. I, I am looking at a secondary ticket site. Yes. For the Rolling Stones concert. Uh-huh. Club-level seats are already going for $1,000 well, on the secondary market. Wow. Is that possible? Hey, has Hubbard got a suite? Not at the U.S. Bank. They don't? I don't believe so. Not that they would. Not that it would be available. Right. Somebody'd be using it for the stones. There'd be a long line. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. I think we'd be at the end of it. <laughs> yes. Ring, the Amazon-owned company, has now partnered with 15 Minnesota law enforcement agencies to help fight neighborhood crime. If a crime has been committed in the jurisdiction of those 15 law enforcement agencies, Ring contacts its customers in that area and asks permission to forward any video that might have captured usable video evidence of the crime. Once a customer approves dissemination of the video to law enforcement, Ring forwards the footage to the requesting agency, and investigators can then pursue the images to see if there's anything useful in their cases. Just a minute, John. What's going on? I have no idea. Nothing. Shall I continue? Yeah. President Trump said in an interview... Carry on. What are you looking for? What are you doing? I'm not doing anything. On this Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Thank you. Do you like Rookie's new glasses? <laughs> Wait a minute. That's my pencil. <laughs> Is that what you've been looking for? We're sorry, yes. folks. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Jeez. You got it. I got you. Well, well he gave me the glance of, look what's behind my ear. Yeah. I was going to give it one of these. Ah, uh, here it is. <laughs> for the for the listeners, Rook had a pencil in, on his ear. The mayor's uh, pencil. The mayor's pencil, yes. And I needed this, it to uh, check stuff off. On this oh. fun day of Valentine's. That's right. St. Valentine's Day. Fun yeah. Friday. That's right. Yep. President Trump said in an interview Thursday he would be open to voting for a gay candidate for the presidency. Uh, Fox News journalist Geraldo Rivera asked him, would Americans vote for a gay man to be president? Uh, Trump replied, I think so. I think there would be some that wouldn't, and I wouldn't be among that group, to be honest with you. But there certainly would be a group that probably wouldn't. But you and I would not be in that group. Rivera responded, we would not. He has lots of company. A 2019 Gallup poll found that 76% of Americans would vote for a gay or lesbian presidential candidate. Uh, Other groups are rated as more acceptable. Over 90% of Americans said they'd vote for a black, Catholic, Hispanic, female, or Jewish candidate. Meanwhile, the president on Friday asserted he does have the legal right to insert himself into the Justice Department's handling of criminal cases. That comes one day after Attorney General William Barr said the president's tweets are making his job more difficult. Trump cited Barr's comments from an ABC interview in which the attorney general said the president had not asked him to act on certain ways in a criminal case. The tweet from the president said, this doesn't mean I do not have as president the legal right to do so. I do, but I have so far chosen not to. The tweet was Trump's first comment since the Barr interview first aired on Thursday. Well, hasn't Barr said, we you shut up? He said You're yesterday. driving me crazy. Right. Barr yesterday basically said, I wish he wouldn't tweet. Stop it. You're making my job more difficult. It makes it very hard to do my job, he said. It's like when you would tell Pat to stop tweeting during sports talk. Right. Pay attention. Right. Here. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> A new study has shown that exercise may actually be more important to happiness than wealth. In a large survey of one point, eh, I don't know. <laughs> in a large, sur- I walk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> a large survey of 1.2 million Americans, researchers from Yale and Oxford universities have shown that people who exercise are markedly happier than people who don't, even if they have less money. The study, just pum- uh, published in the leading medical journal Lancet, shows that people who are active report they have 35 days of poor mental health each year. Those who are sedentary report an average of 18 additional down days. Uh, What is remarkable about the study is that income seems to have less of an impact on happiness than previously thought. On average, a sedentary person would have to earn an additional 25 grand to be as happy as a person who exercises. There is a limit. The research also showed that more and more exercise does not correlate with increasing levels of happiness. It's a U-shaped curve. Uh Uh-huh. Exercising. Exercising three times a week for 30 to 60 minutes seems to have the most potent effect on happiness. Uh, did you guys see the video? Doesn't it have to do with the release of endorphins? Yes. I would think I would so, think. Yes. That doesn't seem to get a mention there. No, it does not. It's all a bunch of chemicals. Um, Got all them endorphins in there. Yeah. A meteorite. Did you guys see this video? Mm-mm. Meteorite crashed into a factory compound in India in Rajasthan. It happened February 11th left a 20-foot-deep crater in the compound. 
The event was captured on video, security video, showing the sky light up as the meteor pummels into the ground. No building damage reported and no people were in the area, luckily. The phenomenon occurred at around 5.18 a.m. at the Itarana Industrial Area, where the CCTV camera caught the bright meteor before it hit the ground. How did it It cause no damage, you said? It left a 20-foot crater. Well, it ruined the, wow. the oh. factory. Okay. <clears throat> the report said a blast was felt as the meteor fell, with people initially thinking it was an earthquake. Uh, one resident named Rajesh Kumar Gupta said he woke up to the loud explosion in the morning. He decided to go out of the house to check the happening and said at the same time he felt What the hell was that? Said he felt a strong gust of wind. In addition, farmers in the city of Shajahanapur oh, yeah. also reported also reported witnessing the meter a meteor, excuse me, according to another resident named AJ Shadhari. Yep. There was a sudden flash of light in the sky. Uh, this sort of thing very unusual because usually they burn up as they enter the atmosphere and uh, don't end up hitting us on the ground. So what you were saying is there was a hole in the sky. There's a hole in the sky, yeah, I guess. Murderer's deeds. There's a hole in the sky where the tree once was. Somebody's making money. Wow. Wait uh, a minute. What's Been here wrong? all along. Oh. Hmm. I just blew up another tree. Yeah, way to go. <laughs> Uh, some fun on Wheel of Fortune, apparently, last night. Was this night. Valentine um, fun? Not Valentine oh. fun, no. Oh. Uh, during oh. regular play, uh, oh. contestant Adam Goodell solved the puzzle. He ended up winning $2,450 for solving the puzzle, which helped him advance to the bonus round. Uh, the puzzle was brushing up on my Italian sausage. Okay. What? That uh, brought a chuckle from the crowd. And host, What was the question? It's, it's, not, it's a big board, and you have to... How do you letters. figure out the answer? More letters get added. Do you added. not know how Wheel of Fortune works? Not really. Oh, that's right. You don't like game shows. I, I like don't. They shows. give me anxiety. <laughs> not messed up at all. Nope. Even host Pat Sajak gave a chuckle and a smirk after the answer was revealed. He got a couple of laughs when he joked. Why would you be brushing up on Italian sausage? Well, as Pat <laughs> explains right here. Oh, that one's getting saved. He, he got a couple <laughs> of laughs when he joked. Uh, folks, it's a grilling expression. So apparently it's, you know, maybe brushing stuff on... Come on, Rook, I'm counting on sausage, I, I guess. I don't know what that... Uh, I have no idea why that would be controversial. Well, <laughs> e, uh, despite the fact that it makes no sense. It's not controversial. I mean, if you're going to go out grilling, you don't say, I'm going to brush up on my Italian sausage. Right? Right. Right. Huh? I'm just gonna what if I was looking for some sausage? Where would I go? Well, I can top you with that. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well, I want to read you something. Okay. All hail the flashlight king. Hail you! My wife grew up in Austin, Minnesota, and for her entire life, she had loyally bought, prepared, and eaten only Hormel Little Sizzler breakfast sausage. Oh. Mm -hmm. Last year, Hormel discontinued this staple. Sue they bought did? out the remaining stock from all of our favorite Lincoln, Nebraska stores. But now we are out. We have tried several other brands in recent months, but she has been unsatisfied. So next Friday, this this is uh, dated today, Valentine's Day. So next Friday, we are driving 452 miles to Grunhofer's to put this issue to bed. Wow. I'm sure we won't stop with just breakfast sausage. As year-round grillers, we need bratwurst and rookie burgers. In the past, I have written about how other Minnesota-based family members have made Grunhofer runs for us and saved us the journey, but now we are looking forward to making our maiden voyage. The only question is, do we need to rent a trailer, or will we be able to stop shopping when the Tahoe is full? Thank you, David Chapin. I think you can fill that Tahoe. They're going to go 452 miles to the city desk at Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61, and they're going to load up, yeah. load up, yeah, load them up, and haul it all back to Lincoln, Nebraska, where they will have nothing but eternal satisfaction. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, Grunhofer's is uh, attracting people from all over the country and all over the world, for that matter, if you can find somebody locally to pick it up for you. It's just become the Garage Logic meat capital of the world. 14 different kinds of summer sausage right now. Uh, Pre-made, oven-ready meatloafs, uh, stuff for the dog. Give them, a, give them a smoked dog bone, pig's ear for the dog. A new broad beer cheese, broad pork beer cheese, cheese curds, bacon, green onion, double-smoked hams, and thick-cut bacon, and smoked salmon, and all kinds of delicious jerky mm. that you will yeah. devour before you even leave the yeah. building. Right, a, a great place to go. Um, 
On Valentine's Day, February 14th. Valentine's Day. But thank you. Uh, good luck down there in Lincoln. I'm sorry. Well, Yeah, Lincoln, yeah, Lincoln. Nebraska. Uh, they're heading up. 452 miles. They're going to fill that suburban or Tahoe and take it back to Lincoln. Full of Grundhofer's old-fashioned meats. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. Who's this? Uh, I got this submitted from a guy named Jared. This is cool. Of course. The listener bump. Wonderful. Cool. See, our friend Tom Combs is doing for medical novel thrillers with Jonathan Grisham did with the law. Only Mm -hmm. Combs uses medicine. There's a new book out now of a three-book series. Go to bookstoread.com, bookstoread.com, and uh, you can, you know, you might, it's a Drake Cody, uh, nerve damage is one, and uh, uh, I wanted to give him a plug. These books are not able to be put down. John Grisham introduced legal suspense and thrills to the mainstream. Tom Combs has done the same with the world of medicine, and, uh, these is a riveting series. So look up Tom Combs, C-O-M-B-E-S. Uh, it's nerve damage, hard to breathe, and wrongful deaths. Ooh. Have we uh, had him on since we've been in podcast form? Oh, yeah. We have. On the phone, talking about one disease or yeah. another. Okay. Uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey, I think, has a wonderful idea. If we are bound and determined to replace the state flag, I propose that this image be on the new one. And it's one of the great uh, pictures Ooh, of nice. the Split Rock oh, Lighthouse. Yep. That's probably the most photographed landmark in the state of minnesota easily yeah. uh and it's a gorgeous uh, i think it's a great idea it can't possibly offend anyone no oh. who could be offended oh just wait. how how would you be offended <laughs> and scott matura writes we can't control or accurately predict the coronavirus in the most powerful countries on earth yet they tell you they can predict the earth's climate if you pay more taxes of course and speaking of matura who's out in montana does he have a brother in town, do you think, Brian Matura? I believe so. A Brian Matura sent over. He's, he's disappointed that we don't have a, 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 a scan bucket. He <laughs> hears coins dropped onto a tabletop, and Correct. he said, no, you need a bucket. And he, For accuracy. Uh, he kicked it off with four rare quarters oh. from the 1960s. Oh, there's money in there. See, oh, yeah. that's a bucket. Nice. Yeah. So when Reaver, says, when Reaver says something like, hey, Joe, I'm going to help you out, we can just go... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Thanks, Brian. Uh, hail the flashlight, kid. Hail you. Are we getting to the fun part yet? Is it just me, or does it seem every year the local news and schools treat normal winter weather in Minnesota as if it is a weather emergency? It's not just you, uh, Stephen. It's what's happening. Yeah. It was 10 below this morning. That's normal weather for Minnesota in Feb. This is dated yesterday. Uh, I would just like to hear a news person say it's 10 below, which is really pretty much what we expect and a lot better than 28 below. <laughs> and not to go all black helicopter on you, but one thing I have noticed that local TV weather people don't give the record highs and low temperatures anymore. It's as if they want to keep the public ignorant as to what real weather extremes are. Good thing Garage Logic is there to give us the records. Good luck, and don't forget to stop by Molars to pick up something for Valentine's Day. Oh, oh. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, we'll see how that works out. Celebrate that. Uh, this fellow says, hail the flashlight king. Hail, hail you. you. Uh, he's a royal order of the 21st-er, Mark in Fargo. He said, uh, words matter. When the groin kick was introduced, the requirement was to have audio available to qualify for a groin kick. I would like a mayoral ruling. Do words matter, or is it close enough? We do the best we can to get audio for groin kicks. Yesterday's groin kick had an audio, mm-hmm. yep. right? Yep. What are you reading, Reavers? Uh, a sales-related matter for the show, sir. We'll take it. Just sign him up. <laughs> this guy writes, Andrew writes, could you email me the rules for avoiding poverty? Graduate high school, get married before having kids. I cannot remember the others. That's all there is. Yeah. Wait, what is Graduate that? from high school yep. and get married before you have children. Though there's a third, isn't there? Maybe it was get a job. No. I think, no, it's, I think I, there's only the two. This is it. Because right. that was your, your advice was. You statistically avoid poverty if you graduate from high school and don't have kids before getting married. And that, and that path is going to lead you to all sorts of different levels of success. Jordy provides a Thomas Sowell quote. 
Uh, we learned this yesterday of the young lady at the University of Virginia telling everyone she was too uncomfortable by white people being in the right. in the new student new center. Room, yeah. uh, by the way, she violates federal laws there. That's a violation of federal law. Can you imagine if a white person came into a oh black uh, yeah. uh, center and said, oh, there's too many? No, you have to accommodate everybody. Yes. <clears throat> Uh, Thomas Sowell, what multiculturalism boils down to is that you can praise any culture in the world except Western culture, and you cannot blame any culture in the world except Western culture. Isn't that the truth? <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Uh, a bird is the one who noted. Just a minute. <laughs> uh, happy Valentine's Day to people that are listening into the podcast, um, waiting for something to happen. You know how proud I am of you? No, don't give me this. No, just, you know how proud I this am. This is wow. uh, you. I am. You're behaving, Fritz. No, that's. I'm not behaving. Yes, you are. I'm. I'm. I'm double backing on what you're doing to me right now. I'm he with did great. Steal your pencil. It's with great pleasure that I'm not playing this right now because you want me to. You're doing a weird crap here. Bert writes. Say what you will about the addle-pated groin kick recipient from Virginia, but ultimately, what she suggests in her little PSA is against federal law. I think she deserves a federal groin kick, kind of like a Duluth foghorn. Perhaps you could have municipal, state, and federal levels of groin kickitude. Although that's getting too clever by half, I reckon. I think so. Uh, oh, Bill writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. So we have a three-year-old male poodle named Leonard. Got him because we wanted a hunting dog that was hypoallergenic. Poodles have hair, not fur. He loves pheasants, getting to know grouse. Haven't had him in the water yet. This year he will be getting into the water and see how he likes it. We don't hunt ducks yet, but the kid I used to have may decide to use him for that too. Smart, handsome, if you know what I mean, and very fun. I don't like the foo-foo poodle cut. We get a shave three or four times a year, always leaving a mustache and mohawk. We found that if we don't do that, if we don't do the mustache and mohawk, he seems different and not his usual self, mm. almost self-conscious. Good dog. Thanks. Please don't use my last name, uh, Bill. Go Grundhoffers, he notes. Hmm. So thank you, TV. Yeah. Uh, thank you, today's, today, to, 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 to today's emailing crew. <laughs> I rarely stutter, but I just did there, That's didn't right. I? Yeah, That's right. We're going to be back shortly. Recently, you were inundated with countless home and auto insurance ads around Super Bowl time. Did you really listen to these ads? What were they trying to tell you? They are on your side. Let's hope. They've seen a few things. That's obvious. I truly don't know about you're in good hands or double check. What are we checking? They are only one company with one agent. No options. All of them. No options. Call the Canopy Group. Our message is clear. You get 16 companies and 20 professional agents. As home and auto insurance needs change, the Canopy Group will help you find another insurance company to meet your individual needs. No fancy ads, just the simple promise of providing you the best insurance company at the best price, year in, year out. New clients enjoy an average savings of over $600. Call the Canopy Group at 800-967-3389 or visit thecanopygroup.com. Finally, thank God today is Friday. T-G-T-I Friday. A Valentine's Day scramble, right, Rook? Okay, I'm going to request something, and I, I, sure. I just want to ride this along solo. Sure. This is, this is my time. All right. Actually, this is Jack's Cafe's time. On they Valentine's have, Day. They have paid for an endorsement yep. by me yep. and have left the creative up for it. me to I'll No, no, it. I'm good. I'm good. You, you've, you've been more than helpful already throughout this whole Valentine's Day podcast. Yeah. So, folks, you know what we're going to stop right now? We're going to quit the jibber-jabber. <laughs> hey. And Mr. Uh, fool over here. You know what, fool? Shut up, fool. Yeah. Shut up while I'm doing this. This is Mr. T, and I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and if you want to celebrate your Valentine's Day, 
Oh, you're Ballantyne Day. You can at Jack's Cafe. I would call them for reservations. If you're this late, you might not get in. I'll give you the phone number, but maybe do it next week. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. You could pretend next week is Valentine's Day. I got it over here, pal. Okay. Uh, So Jack's Cafe, (laughs) J-A-X-C-A-F-E dot com. And they will accommodate you, uh, you know, your party. If you're going to have a groom's dinner, if you're going to have a wedding, or if you just want to have a special date. You've got it. Maybe Sunday brunch. Bring the family out for brunch. It doesn't have to be on Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Shut up, fool. They got a Mardi Gras brunch on uh, February 23rd, second to none. Sunday brunch every week. It's a wonderful place. Great ambiance. Maybe take your mom and dad out for a wonderful Sunday brunch. I can't. They're not around. They're not around. Well, uh, I'm real sad that they can't witness this. Um, Valentine's Day. Happy, Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> and 612-789-7297. That's the number for Jack's Cafe. Billy and his staff, very patient, especially while I'm doing this ad, 37, 38, <laughs> 39. But they will welcome you and your family and your party. 1928 University Avenue Northeast, right at 20th Avenue, 612-789-7297. J-A-X-C-A-F-E dot Happy Valentine's Day. 60. More proof that the political class leaves, uh, lives on a rail independent from the rest of us. We already see the senators who are running for president flying around the country. And, yep. Uh, AOC, Alexandria Ocasio, Ocasio-Cortez, yeah. is now going to be a guest judge on a reality TV drag show. No. no. Yeah. What? No. Oh, yeah. But my, and I, I don't care. Be a drag queen, that's fine with me, and, and be a big fan of them, that's fine with me. But how can you leave your job to do that? You have to live on a special parallel universe of America. Yes. Yeah, to double you- up as a ju- judge on a reality TV show. Ooh, it's this. a VH1 show. It's, so it's not even mainline. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. And uh, it's listing uh, Alexandria, among other big names, like actress and The View moderator Whoopi Goldberg and hip-hop musician Nicki Minaj. And they're going to be the judges, I guess. How huh? much, uh, how much she do says, you want She says, I'm Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, and I pledge allegiance to the drag. All right. I bet you do. The congresswoman herself tweeted that being part of the show was absolutely 100% a peak experience, and she's just so excited for the new season. So, Wow. And I bring it up because, to me, it's another example of these people, they they not only have no rules, they just make up their own rules as to whether they have to be there Mm -hmm. or not be there. Right. And I have another note. Uh, for you people that are being fooled by Bernie Sanders, you you really really need to do some critical thinking. What do you got? Let him, me Bernie. tell you something. Well, that's asking a lot for people that support Bernie. Uh, right, critical thinking. Dan Crenshaw, a Republican, he's our pirate. Oh, yeah, he's got the eye patch. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you reminded me of something. Uh, get this. Dan Crenshaw, Republican Texas, did not let Democratic presidential Bernie Sanders uh, get off the hook on the Green New Deal, uh, asking the self-described Democratic Socialist why he did not vote for the measure when he had the chance. He didn't vote for it? Sanders tweeted, I make no apologies for proposing the boldest and most aggressive climate proposal with our Green New Deal. This is a climate emergency. No, it isn't. You're a liar. And then to which... Crenshaw replied, then why didn't you vote yes for the Green New Deal when it came to the Senate floor? Maybe because it's not a plan or a good deal or even green. It's a third grade science project that isn't based on science or engineering. Crenshaw went on to promote his own new climate plan, adding care about reducing emissions, hashtag new energy frontier. The widely mocked Green New Deal was authored by Sanders supporter and fellow Democratic Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, now of the drag show, and Senator Ed Markey, a Democrat Massachusetts, early last year and was hailed by Democrats despite its vague language and pie-in-the-sky social agenda, including a plan to retrofit every building in the United States and overhaul the economy to the tunes of tens of trillions of dollars. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell outraged Democrats by calling their bluff and holding a vote on the measure in the upper chamber in March of 2019. Not a single member of the Senate voted in favor of the proposal, and 43 Democrats, including Sanders, voted present. 
Hmm. Yet today, Sanders touts the Green New Deal on his presidential campaign, promising that if, if elected, he will generate the political will necessary for a wholesale transformation of our society. I don't want a wholesale <laughs> transformation of our society. He wants to do away with fossil fuels, uh, guarantee industries workers five years of their current salary, as well as early retirement support for those who choose it or can no longer work, and replace current energy sources with renewable industries that will be publicly owned. You commie old gizzard. In <laughs> uh, any event, as Crenshaw pointed out, listen, you fraud. You had a chance to vote for it, and you and you didn't. You didn't. That's sneaky. That's sneaky, isn't it? If you guys don't, anyone out there listening, I know we all do, but you have to follow Dan Crenshaw on Twitter. His Twitter account is so, it's just, it's it's remarkable. Yeah. We got a pirate. I think he's a future, uh, I think he's a future player. My predict. Give him a couple years, a couple of uh, I'm trying seats to, in the house. Sorry, Rook. You're okay. I'm trying to find the video in which he is... Uh, Attacking the left because they didn't uh, do the the budget proposal. Oh yeah, they, they just wanted to rip to shreds the one that Trump. Because he talks about values. Yeah, it was so great. I'm trying to find it, but I can't. Uh, <laughs> well, I, I have one more item that I, I need to get out here on Valentine's Day. Yes, Happy uh, Valentine's. The uh, James Carville uh, Bernie Sanders feud <laughs> uh, continues. Uh, candidate Sanders called Carville a hack, uh, and then Carville said yes. But at least I'm not a communist. <laughs> wow. He admitted to being a hack. He said, I am a hack. I am a hack, but, at least. but I'm not a communist. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Look, James, with all due respect, let's see. Sanders was asked about Carville's criticism by CNN's Anderson Cooper on Wednesday and responded, look, James, who's James? Oh, Carville. Carville. Look, James, with all due respect, look, James, with all due respect, is a political hack, adding, we are taking on Trump, the Republican establishment, Carville, and the Democratic establishment, but at the end of the day, the grassroots movement that we are putting together of young people, of working people, of people of color, want real change, and uh, uh, Carville uh, told former CNN reporter Peter Hamby Thursday, last night on CNN, uh, Bernie Sanders called me a political hack. That's exactly who I bleeping am. <laughs> I'm a political hack. I am not an ideologue. I am not a purist. He thinks it's pejorative. I kind of like it. At least I'm not a communist. Right. All right. Thank <laughs> you. Beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Do you want a little snippet? It's got a little bit of background music. The sure. Crenshaw video? Sure. All right. Here we go. What about this committee? How does it compare to this committee's budget from the majority? To my knowledge, this committee proposed. is not working on a budget, nor has it produced one. That seems strange to me, doesn't it? The Constitution says that the budget is supposed to originate in the House and then go to the Senate and then be signed by the President. You're saying there's, you haven't seen a budget that you can compare to the President's budget? I have not seen one. Huh. What are we listening to? It's background so music. So interesting. In no, but I, who's, who's talking here? Crenshaw. It's Dan Crenshaw. With who? A com- another House member. Um, I, don't know, to, I don't know. I don't have his name. But, sorry. It's Crenshaw's point, though, that there's been no budget. <laughs> Correct. All right. I get it now. John, you have Valentine's Day plans? Sorry for trying to help you. Uh, I know. <laughs> I do, I'll, I'll tell I you when I need it. I'm sorry. I'm, uh, I'll tell you, there's a place in Elk River uh, called Pompeii Pizza that's very good. We're going to uh, go up there for Valentine's Day. So After you go to Mancetti's. Uh-huh. Oh, we're going to do that tomorrow. Yeah. So, so. Happy Valentine's Day. Knock it off. <laughs> He's going to get mad. Food. I don't care at this, this point. Is Mr. T. This is the floodgates are open. Happy Valentine's Thank Day you. From one sweetheart to another sweetheart. All right, here's what I'll do. I won't play it for the rest of the show. If you can... You won't play it. Uh, no, uh, no, I'll, I'm going to continue to play it and bug the hell out of you unless you can tell me th- uh, Mr. T's real name. Lawrence Sidrow. <laughs> Lawrence Trudeau, I think it's T R E D E A U. Larry, I'm giving you the one. Larry Trudeau. Here. Isn't How that did Mr. You know T? This? No, no, this is you, somebody, no, that's Mr. T. Somebody Lawrence. tipped you off. Yeah, no, Lawrence. No, I didn't know you were going to ask me that. You don't know the name of Mr. T. But Lawrence. I'm calling look you it up. up. Lawrence Trudeau or Trudeau? I know. Trudeau. I know. I even know how to spell it. Is it T R E D E A U? To draw, try, try it's to... a weird spelling, yes, but there's well, no reason well, you can't play hell that you should know this. Well, but I did it, so you don't have to live up to your commitment. You can no longer play it. We're done anyway. It's it's Happy Valentine's Lawrence Day. Lawrence 
T U R E A U D. Trudeau. Trudeau. Uh, but there's no reason you should even know he was Larry. Yeah, it's Larry Lawrence. Yeah, Let's just get the hell out of here. Just look it up too. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Right, I'm John? Done. Yeah. I'm leaving. Lawrence. I'm not. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. That's goodbye. News to me. This goodbye. Is complete. Goodbye. BS. Goodbye. Goodbye. Have fun. Yeah. Okay. Don't yeah. forget, rug on your way out the door to download the PodMN app to your uh, <laughs> to your smart Happy device. Happy Batting Time Day! Happy Batting Time Day to one and all. And also, <laughs> we should make mention. There is a new item coming to the Garage Logic store this coming Monday. We'll have an announcement next week. What is it? I can't tell you now. You gotta wait for it, bro. Oh. oh. But it's gonna be very cool. GarageLogic.com is your source for all things GL related. Have a happy Valentine's Day, bruh.